Uh, one, two. Mike, check one, two, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. We here. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never. Business before pleasure. P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, be airtight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself. Love me, baby. Talking crazy ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. And that jealousy is only gonna leave you So the only thing left now is God. So the only thing left now is God. They say my killing's too blatant. You hesitate me. I'm in your mama crib waiting. Duck taping. Your fam, destiny, lays in my hands. Got lays in my waist. Alright, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, mic check one, two, one, two, microphone check one, two, one, two. I want to welcome everybody to this special edition of Club Pizzle. It's a Wednesday, y'all. And y'all know if I'm doing something on a Wednesday and I'm doing it not only audio, but I'm doing it visually via Facebook Live, y'all know it's something special, it's something different. It's something that I plan. And this is something that I plan on doing a lot this year. And, and and this is it. And this is just me basically recapping the Cleveland Browns and the season that we had, the disappointing season we had, might I add. And this is this is me doing that. And this is me giving my perspective. I'm just letting y'all know right now, all the back and forth, all of that. I gave y'all an opportunity to 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 ask questions to give me questions and only a few people oblige that so it is what it is y'all had your chance to ask questions i gave y'all two days to ask me questions but nobody wants to ask questions everybody just wants to sit back and you know what we ain't even gonna get into that you know that's not important that is not the important thing here what's important make sure i'm recording What's important is the Cleveland Browns to me. As y'all can see, I'm decked out. I'm I'm rocking my my alternate orange Nick Chubb. My people on Facebook Live that are watching, I'm real orangey right now. <laughs> That's not even a word. But we're here to talk Cleveland Browns now. When I first started this show last February, I'm coming up on a year. When I first started Club Pizzle, the Brown season had already ended. I think I started like maybe after the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl week or something like that. I'll go back and fact check that since I'm really the only one who knows. But by the time I started this thing, you know, the Brown season had already ended and I was, you know, Last year left a real bad taste in my mouth. For me, it did. It was a very 
disappointing season, to say the least. Here we go. It's a very dis- it was very disappointing for me leaving the way the way that the way last season ended in Kansas City against the defending champions at the time, and the way that that game ended, and you could point to a few things that turned that game around, and the Browns would have came out the winner. But hindsight is always twenty twenty, so you know we're gonna we're just gonna leave that. But based off of the offseason, the moves they made, and what we had coming back, this team and this roster was it, 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 it was ready. It was, in my opinion, it was ready. And I said it even before they made the moves. I said, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I said it. I felt it. As a Browns fan, I'm never not going to believe that we're, we're you know, we're going to be great. Except for that one stretch where we won one game in two seasons. I mean, I'm going to always be optimistic. I'm going to always rock with my team no matter what. And you know what? I'm not even gonna make this one about the fans. I'm not even. I'm. I'm. I'm here to just, just straight up talk about it, and just straight up just call out what I saw this year. You know, with this team and a uh, eight nine record, it was was highly disappointing, especially when you look at the games. Especially when you look at the games they lost and look at their record against the teams that are currently in the playoffs. They are, or they were, the Browns finished this year with two wins versus um, playoff teams. And those two wins were against the Cincinnati Bengals. Those are our only two playoff, our, our only two wins against playoff teams. We lost to Kansas City. We lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. We lost to the Arizona Cardinals. We lost to the Steelers twice. We lost to the Patriots. And I think I'm missing another team. We lost to the Green Bay Packers. Two and seven against teams that went to the playoffs. And not only that, the the the, the two games where they really just got their ass beat were New England and Arizona. The Pittsburgh, the first Pittsburgh game was there for them to win. And they just couldn't score points. You give up 13 points, you expect to win a ball game. You, you can't get two touchdowns. Are you kidding me? The Raiders game was another one they should have won, but that was COVID and everybody being out and third string quarterback. You literally bring a dude off the street on Saturday or Friday or whenever they brought in Nick Mullins. So that one I kind of just want to, eh. But the Pittsburgh game was there to win. The, the Chiefs game was there for them to win. The Packers game was there for them to win, even though Baker Mayfield didn't practice for two weeks and was away from the team for two weeks and was literally doing walkthroughs and everything at home and going to parks and going to all of these different places. And he just, 
literally got on the plane Christmas morning to go play. But it is what it is. Um, what other game I'm trying to think of? Um, the first Baltimore game they should have won. It's a lot of it's a lot of should have won games on here. But overall, looking at it and overall grading them, they're exactly they're what their record said said they are. Eight nine. Average. Defense started off a little slow this year. Everybody was calling for Joe Woods' head. Do you expect a team with nine new starters to come in and just automatically dominate? I don't think so. Expectations were, eh. But, again, man, defense, the defense showed up. The defense had game. I mean, the score, I mean, listen. That defense is designed to bend and not break. You're going to give up yards. It's the NFL. It's the pros. You're going to give up 300 yards a game, honestly. Because these, these the offenses is, is where it's at. It's an offensive league. It's a passing league. So, yeah, you're going to give up mad points. You're going to give up a whole lot of points. Here we go. Damn Facebook Live. Y'all way late on the music part. Stupid. Just goofy. Uh-oh. But you're going to give up a lot of points. I mean, not a lot of points, but you're going to give up yards. It happens. It's the NFL. So y'all look at a lot of the yard yardage and all of that crap. And now all of that, that honestly is really not the, the thing. Just look at the points. Let's take a look at the points, shall we? schedule isn't up anymore, so I got to find the results of the games and all of that. Jesus Christ. For some reason, this Browns app is acting very, very silly today. But, come on, man. Here we go. All right, see, this is the one thing I hate about recording live and all of that stuff. Let me let me get that together. Hang on, y'all. All right, so here we go. Let me, I found it. I had to take a quick pause for the calls real quick. But let's just run through the regular season real quick. Opening game against the Chiefs, 33-29, right? And we led for a lot of that game, and they 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 walked Kansas City up and down the field. Literally walked them up and down the field in the first half. Then the second half, they just got cold or whatever, and Kansas City came to life. Baker had a chance to, to win the game, and he didn't. He threw an interception trying to throw the ball away after he got grabbed. You know, things like that happen. So, we go to the Texans game. They start off, they're struggling. Terod Taylor was tearing them up. I mean, Terod Taylor was out there looking like Michael Vick. Not really, but really. He gets hurt. The Browns settle down in the second half. They win that one 
Chicago comes into Cleveland. We kick their ass. Justin Fields, the game moves slow. Um, let me not do that. I ain't going to do that. But Justin Fields gets sacked. I don't know how many times. I know Miles Garrett had like four or five sacks in that game. That was his coming out game. That was that was the Miles Garrett. It's like, all right, he's going to break the sack record. So we thought. Uh, the Minnesota game. Oh, let me rewind to week two. Back to week two. Because all of this is all of this is important. Uh, week two was when disaster struck. So we thought. Baker Mayfield throws an interception. Baker Mayfield gets pissed off. He goes to make a tackle, and what happens? Pops his shoulder out of place. Keep that. Let's 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 hold a mental note for that. Comes back the next week, 26-6 against the Chicago Bears. Nobody's afraid of the Chicago Bears. I'm not afraid of the Chicago Bears, and I'll be 39 in a week, in a day. And I'm not afraid of them dudes. I'll step out there and suit up against them and catch a slander, too. I could be Jarvis Landry right now. I'm talking trash, but y'all know what I mean. Uh, going to Minnesota, 14-7. I was one, this was one of the ugliest games of the year. Baker Mayfield stunk up the joint this game. I mean, he was missing everybody. I don't think Baker Mayfield could have completed a pass to himself in the Vikings game. But we got the win, so that's the one thing that matters. Go out to L.A. the next week, 47 to 42. We lose that game. That was a game we should have won. And I, it, this is one of those should have, one of those should have games. And this, this was the one. You know, I look back at this one. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. This is when the defense, the defense let us down because we were up, we were up pretty good, and it was sometime in the it was sometime in the fourth quarter. I mean, we you would think if you score forty two points, you would win a ball game, but these are the Browns we're talking about. Freaky shit happens <laughs> with the Browns all the time. Uh, then we come back to first energy. Play the Arizona Cardinals. This was the extra game they added because they added the extra regular season game, and the Cardinals game was the one that they added. 37-14, we got our ass kicked. And at this point is when I think that they should have shut Baker Mayfield down because this was the second time he got hurt. It was the second time the shoulder popped out of place. I'll have more to say about that later. But at this point, at that point is when I think they should have shut him down. All right, you done popped the shoulder out of place twice. It's your non-throwing shoulder. I get it. You think you can play, but you are our number one pick. You are our franchise quarterback. We need you to be healthy. But who am I? I'm just a dude with a podcast who podcasts from his basement. What the hell do I know, right? I'm just a fan, right? But um, let's go. Uh, they come in Thursday night. The Denver Broncos come in Thursday night. We beat them. That game... I mean, that's – I think this was around the, around this time is when the defense started to find it and you could see what the defense potentially could do. Because you got to think about it. Again, man, you have nine new starters on the defense. Are y'all expecting the 85 Bears or the 2,000 Ravens for them to come out and just straight do that? 
But again, I'm not I'm I'm not here to I'm not here to to fraternize with you guys. I'm done with that. I'm I don't even want to talk to y'all. We're not even the same fan base. As I've reiterated for the last two years, I'm my own fan base. I give two shits about you guys. But sometimes I have to talk to y'all to remind y'all how stupid y'all are. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh Steelers. This was the game they should have won. You give up 15 points, you should win a game. What else can you say? Ne the next week, you step in, you go down to Cincinnati, and you kick the shit out of them. And this is when I thought that everything was going to turn around for them. I'm thinking, okay, Baker's not as hurt as he's saying that he is. Everybody's finding their stride. This is right after the whole Odell Beckham drama bullshit. I'm supposed to not curse this year, but sometimes you got to curse to get your point across. This is when all the Odell Beckham stuff came about. Let's, let's rewind with the whole Odell Beckham thing and his pops getting on social media, posting a YouTube video that had been out for a few weeks. And that, that's when it started. And I guess it's like, all right, let's just, let's just cut bait here. And let's move on. Again, I have nothing bad to say about Odell Beckham Jr. I root for Odell Beckham Jr. He's a little spicy at times, and he's a little dramatic at times, but I have nothing bad to say about Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is a hell of a wide receiver. He's a very explosive guy. It's just him and Baker. The things that he do well are the things that Baker don't do well, even though he was coloring outside the lines. Everybody's like, he's open, he's open. But if you're not where the quarterback if, you, if you're not what a quarterback ex or is expecting you to be, what do you expect a quarterback to do? If I'm calling this play and your route is supposed to be this, and you're running a whole total another route without saying, hey, if I see this, this is where I'm going to be. Or look for me. If I'm not there, look here. Communication. And these two guys are supposed to be, like, really good friends, really close friends, whatever, whatnot, whatever the case may be. You know, I don't know, man. NFL and professional, it's all, all of that stuff, man, the show business. Guys are phony sometimes. So you just got to take that shit with a grain of salt, if we're being honest. But, you know, they, they navigate through that. They go with the Cincinnati. They kick the, they kick the Cincinnati Bengals' ass. And I'm thinking, this is where it's going to turn around. We're going to be okay. We're going to win a lot of these games at the end of this year. We're turning the corner right on time for, you know what I'm saying, a couple of weeks before the bye week. <laughs> and then they go to Gillette Stadium and just totally get their ass kicked. The game was doomed from the start. My guy Chris was there. I hope he didn't have to leave in a bag with a, with a bag over his head with his Browns jersey on. Or maybe he wore his Mike Doss jersey. I don't know. What up, Chris? I see you, dog. I had to get that one in real quick. Then the Detroit Lions come to town. That was a stinker of a game, but we won that game 13-10. to 10. And then they traveled to Baltimore in another game where they should have won. You give up 16 points. You can't give us 17. You can't score 17, I should say. And then you go into the bye week. It's like, all right, bye week. And we looking at, I'm looking at this last stretch of games and just – 
they really shit the bed. Because they won the Baltimore game. Sandwiched three losses in there. And finished it off with a win. Beat the Ravens in a game that when Lamar Jackson went down. But you got to think, next man up. Everybody's hurt. We lose people. Everybody loses people. So I don't want to hear that mess. That's that what I don't want to hear with people. Oh, well, this would have, this would have, this would have. If if was a fifth, everybody would be drunk. But you have the Ravens. Then the COVID thing happens. You play the Raiders, give up 16 points, and you lose again. But that was a game where people were missing. You're missing a lot of people. You're missing, but you have Nick Chubb. You can run Nick Chubb. We'll get to that. Travel to Green Bay on Christmas. Baker Mayfield fresh off the COVID list. Fresh off of a, a, a early morning Christmas flight to get to Lambeau Field. And he has the worst game of his career. Absolute worst game of his career. Oh, Jesus. I was sick watching the game with my dad on Christmas Day, and we just was sitting there like, what the hell is going on? But then I realized, like, wait, this dude literally hasn't practiced in, like, day, like, weeks, a couple of weeks. And he's fresh off of playing. But I'll, I'll get there. Go to Pittsburgh on Monday night. With, still with a chance. Two games left. Still with a chance to win the division and make the playoffs. <sighs> and you go to Pittsburgh and you lose. I don't know about y'all. I'm 39 years old, right? I'm, I'm a week and a day from being 39 years old. For some reason, in my life, and that's minus the four years that they were away, I can count the wins that we've had in Three Rivers slash Heinz Field. I was alive when they broke the Three Rivers curse. That was when the Steelers sucked. That's why all of y'all people that are my age talking about I grew up a Steelers fan. No, you didn't. You're a lie. You weren't born a Steelers fan because the Steelers sucked in the 80s. Let's be, let's, let's be very honest and let's be very clear here. They sucked. Um, Tim, I remember Tim Couch going in there and winning. That was year one or year two. We won on the last second field goal. Shout out to Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson's number should be retired by the Browns. No one should ever be able to wear four again. Anthony Walker, I like you, but you don't deserve to wear number four. That number should be retired, and everybody in Cleveland should have a number four Browns jersey. Two of them, one to wear, one to hang. Um, What was I saying? Oh, winning in Pittsburgh. Couch won in Pittsburgh. Couch won in Pittsburgh twice, actually. I remember he went in there on a Sunday night, and he tore their ass up. I remember that vividly. That was a great one. And then there were, then there was a stretch where they couldn't win in Pittsburgh, and 
There was a playoff game last year where they walked in and whooped ass. But I have more on that team with the 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 the, the black and yellow penny rag, cum rag. Ooh, did I say that? This is a Brown show. I don't care, man. I'm going to talk my trash. I don't care any Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there. I do not care about y'all, especially y'all that live in Cleveland, born and raised in Cleveland with no type of family tie or anything. Y'all just want to root against. See, I have a rule. If I'm going to root for a team outside the city, I'm going to make sure that it's not an arch rival, a division rival, or none of that. See my boy Chris and I, you had to, you ain't take your jersey off, man. You wear your jersey with pride. You wear your jersey with pride. And I see more people in the peanut gallery talking. That's why I'm getting ready to swipe these comments away so I can get ready for these questions. Like I said, people had an opportunity to ask questions. I gave people opportunity to inbox me questions for two days. I got a few questions that I'm going to sit here and talk about, and we're going to sit here and chop it up. But no, y'all had your opportunity. So the peanut gallery is now closed. But we closed the season with a win against the Bengals. It was their – it was – they're back us, but we got the win. But I'll take that. I'll take those two wins over the Bengals. And I'll take a even three and three division record because there were years where they were winning one game, sometimes no games in the division. Or the two games would be against Cincinnati and Cincinnati only. But, you know, that's that, man. But eight, nine, again, average team. The defense started to show. The offense started off well, but they shit the bed as well. Um, position grades. How much time I got left? Oh, I got time. Position grades. The quarterback position, I give a C minus. I could go D plus or I could go C plus, but I'm not. I'm going to just leave it at a C minus. I'll get to it. I'll talk about it later. Um, running backs, strong point. Nick Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. Another thousand yard season. Another thousand yard season. Eight touchdown. He's the only back to do that in the last three seasons. And the only reason he is that is because Derrick Henry went down with 937 rushing yards. There. Um, Cream Hunt, when he was healthy, he was decent. Dearness Johnson has earned himself the right to maybe start 14 coming up. That's This is a good problem for the Browns to have right now, honestly. If we're going to be honest, this is a great problem for the Browns to have, to have all of these running backs. And then you got Dietrich Felton who showed up in the last game, and I'm like, where the hell has he been all year? Um, wide receivers, I got to give him a D. Just because, I mean, and even with Odell, even with Odell being there. I love Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's my guy, but you got to give me more than you give me for the money that you're getting paid. And I'm not in people's pockets like that. 
that's not my thing. I'm not a I'm not a pocket watcher. I'm not one of those dudes. Y'all be talking about this dude get paid 88 million and this is all he give me. I'm not that dude. I don't dictate the market. I just talk about this. I don't talk the money. I'm talking what I see on the field. Jarvis Landry is not the guy that we all saw on hard knocks. We all we all love. He was not at his best this year. I don't know if he wasn't healthy or I don't know, man. Rashard Higgins shit the bed. You gotta go. Donovan Peoples Jones is showing potential. Let's get a DPJ. Uh Schwartz is gonna be okay. And mm, I don't know, man. We're gonna get there. Tight end is another strong point. With Hooper and Njoku and and um shit. My guy Harrison Bryant. Forgetting his name. Offensive line is probably the the strongest part of this team. Defensive line, Miles Garrett to Davion Clowney. Bought out Tack McKinley before, you know, he was going through some things and he went back. They need to address the defensive line. I mean the defensive tackles. In my opinion, linebackers were decent. Um, we got one in, in um, Jeremiah Umorakora. I'm going to butcher that name until the end of time, so I'm just going to call him JOK. Anthony Walker played a little bit of ball for us this year. He bought I like Anthony Walker. I really do. Uh, Mac Wilson got to step it up. Taki Taki, the little time he got in there, he, he needs to step it up a little bit too. Um, I'm not joining any uh more sports talk groups. I'm off of that shit. I I get all my sports thoughts off like this. So if y'all want to hear what I got to say, this is where y'all got to come. Defensive backs. Hmm. Denzel Ward, Pro Bowler. Greg Newsom showed some promise before COVID and injuries took his season away from him. I'm I like Greedy Williams. But I would rather greedy either he got to be in a slot. But this was his first year back, so we'll see. I mean, in the special teams, the kicking in and punting, it's not something that I'm I'm upset about. Even with even even with the punters, we cut uh everybody's favorite guy. Why do we fall in love with kickers and punters in Cleveland? Phil Dawson, Chris Gardaki. <laughs> Those are our MVPs for about seven years, though. <laughs> I get it. But this, this um, we're going to see, man. But overall, I give this team a grade of like a C plus. Because the promise was there. You showed a little bit, but there were places where you could have improved. It could have got better. Uh, Coaching-wise, Kevin Stefanski did some questionable things this year. And who am I to question Kevin Stefanski? I mean, he was coach of the year last year. I think it was just certain instances where he was trying to anticipate what 
the other culture is going to do on the other side. And he did what he felt like he needed to do. I mean, he's going to tell, he's going to say the same coach speak every year. I mean, every game, I got to do better. I got to do this. You know, he's not going to give us, he's not going to give us any more than that. So y'all wishing for something like that, man, y'all just might as well just chalk that because that's just not going to happen. He's not going to give you any more than I got to be better. I got to do better. So just let that go. Alex Van Pelt, I don't even know what to say about him, honestly, because he's just an offensive coordinator. He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't do any of that stuff. Joe Woods, y'all hate Joe Woods for whatever reason, but I bet you couldn't none of y'all do Joe Woods' job. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm, I'm off of that. I'm off of that. I'm off of that. I'm off of that. I'm done with that part. Um, Let's get to these questions, shall we? Okay. Not to my favorite part. I gave people two days to throw me a few questions. And I have a few of them sitting here on my phone. So let's run, let's run through these. I'm going to try not to... I don't want to hold y'all because this thing is already running long enough. I told you, I don't want I don't like to do no more than an hour on the show. And I think I'm running at about 30, 35 minutes. So we're gonna we gonna run through these. All right, this is the first question. This is from this is from my guy Chris in Charlotte. Oh, what up, Chris? <laughs> my guy. Jadavion is the perfect compliment to Miles. Miles had his biggest sack output with Clowney on the other side. How much is too much to pay the guy that allowed Miles to level up again? Did for J.J. Watt, too, in Houston. How much is too much? I don't know. At this point, again, man, I don't count pockets. I'm not, I'm not the salary guy. I'll just say if the price is right, yes, you bring him back. I'm on the side of bringing Jadavion Clowney back anyway. He's not giving he's not giving too much on 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 what he wants to do or what he's gonna do. He's just he's keeping it open. But I think with enough convincing him kicking it with Miles Garrett and in offseason and them talking and say, hey man, come on back. This season was this season. Let's come back. Let's see what. Let's see what these guys can – let's see what we can do with another year under our belt, you in this system again, and all of that. Uh, next question. What should the Browns do with the 13th pick in the draft? Six weeks ago, I'm thinking they may draft a quarterback in the first round. I'm looking at Kenny Pickett from Pitt whom I got to see in person, and he is he's going to be pretty damn good. I looked at Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Uh, there was a time where Spencer Rattler was my guy. Love Spencer Rattler. Still love Spencer Rattler. Looking forward to seeing what he's going to do at South Carolina. Uh, Sam Howell from North Carolina, who is really Baker Mayfield Jr. He's, he literally is. But why am I talking college football with y'all? Y'all don't know shit about college football. Y'all just watch Ohio State, and that's it. But I'm not here to talk about you guys. But, again, six weeks ago, I would have said 
they may be looking at a quarterback. At 13 right now, I don't think they're looking at quarterback. What they have to do is look at wide receivers. Look at, and I hate to even use them as an example, but look at the Cincinnati Bengals. They have an elite wide receiver group. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They have a pretty elite wide receiver group. Look at the Minnesota Vikings. They have a, a damn good wide receiver group. You got to get wide receivers. And, 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 and you can't have all these regular size wide receivers. And, again, Jarvis Landry is my guy. But you got to give me more than eight catches for 75 yards or eight catches for 50 yards. You got to give me more than that. You got to give me more than the five-yard route and you and you don't have breakaway speed. I need guys 6'2", 6'3", buck 90, 200 pounds, can run the 40 sub, 4'4", four, four, sub, 4'5". Four, I need a guy like a Jamison Williams who get well soon, Jamison Williams. I'll let, let me say that. He went down towards ACL. I need a guy like that. I need a guy like let me run through let me run through my list of wide receivers that I would love to see in a Browns uniform. Jamison Williams is one of those guys, by the way. I'll take a guy like Traylon Burks from Arkansas, 6'3, 225, uh, 4'4. Projected to run a 4-5, a low 4-5, a high 4-4, whatever. He's a big body guy, and he gets busy. Uh, Jamison Williams, I mentioned. Um, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State is a baller. Again, y'all think I'm just an Ohio State hater, but I do watch the games, and I do pay attention to, to these guys. Dude, he – and it don't matter who the quarterback is. Also, Chris Olave from Ohio State is another one. I've been watching Chris Olave for the last three seasons, and I could literally go to a practice and just watch that dude run because the dude has the smoothest stride. And I used to run track, and I watch a lot of track and field, and those guys' strides are smooth, but none of them are as smooth as Chris Olave. Um, Let's see who else. Doggone it, losing my place. Uh, Jamison Williams I brought up. Hopefully he gets well soon. Chris Olave I talked about. Hopefully he gets well soon. Um, There's a guy from University of Southern California, from USC. Is a guy that I love. Drake London, 6'5", 210. I'm just now finding out about him. I'm just now really catching wind of him. His name popped up as I was looking for receiver prospects a couple of weeks ago. I looked him up. I, I saw some of his tape. USC wasn't the best this year or the or the last couple of years for that matter. They've been not the USC that we known growing up. But that guy, his guy, 6'5", 210, run a 40 and 4'5". He's a guy that I'm taking, though. He's a guy that I'm definitely looking at at 13. And honestly, that that might be about it. You look at Justin Ross from Clemson. He has um, his injury was pretty nasty, so you're definitely not looking at him at 13. But somewhere late, later rounds, 
three or four. If he's there at three or four, you might want to take that chance on him. Uh, what's my guy's name from Georgia? Pickens was elite, was the elite of the elite. And if he doesn't get injured, we're looking at this guy as a top 10, top 15 guy at 13. But I'm definitely looking at the wide receiver position. I'm definitely looking to load up at wide receiver if I'm looking at the Bengals who have Chase and Higgins. I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. I'm looking at Devontae Smith, their playoff team. I'm looking at the year that Jalen Waddle had. I'm looking at all of these elite wide receivers, and you need elite wide receivers, honestly. Um, okay, here we go. And that just answered this question. This this is the third question. The Browns clearly suffered from a lack of deep of a deep threat. Anybody in free agency that could be a target? The answer for me is no. Just because looking at the free agents that were out there, Devontae Adams, that's a pipe dream. So I'm not even gonna step on that ledge. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Allen Robinson. <sighs> eh, Mike Williams is a guy that I would look at, but he's staying in LA. I would love to have Mike Williams here though. Just to see Mike Williams get an opportunity to to get an opportunity to be a number one. Just to see if he because he's he's a he's a big body guy. But other than that, man, it's slim pickings. And in 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 Chris Godwin is another one. I don't think I don't think he's leaving Tampa. Even coming off of his injury, he's not going anywhere. Uh, question number four. This is from Paul in Minnesota. Hey, Paulie, how good or bad had Andrew Barry has Andrew Barry done so far? I think he's done pretty decent. No, I think he's done well. I think I think he's done well more than decent. I think he's done better than decent. It's just it's not translating on the field just yet. Again, man, maybe our expectations as Browns fans. Or as me as separating from you guys, even the expectations may be a little bit ahead of schedule. Who knows? They may come out next year and win 12 games and get to the AFC championship game. We do, we do not know. But I, I think Andrew Barry's done a pretty good job. He's he's locked up the guys you need to lock up. He's brought in guys, and we'll see what he does this offseason. We'll see, we'll get to it. Uh, question number five, should the Browns be in the market for a new kicker? Nah, I think Chase is okay. I think Chase needs to call Phil Dawson, and they need to come down to the stadium on a day like today or in January and February where the wind, the north wind is really kicking down that first energy, and Phil can give him the pointers and show him how to kick down there. Uh, any of the top assistants in danger? No. In my opinion, I think Joe Woods is fine. He had nine new starters. Let's see what he does with, uh, another year with those guys, and we'll see what which rooms look different. I'm expecting the linebacker room to look a whole lot different next year, but we'll see. Uh, whew, this is an interesting question. What if Steph was trying to protect Baker by not taking deep shots? Does the playbook open up with the healthy Baker? I'm so glad somebody asked this question because I've been itching to talk about it. 
Uh, to answer the first question, I think he was protecting him. With that harness, he Baker was limited. You can't you can't really go deep, or if you're gonna take shots, you got to make them count. You also need wide receivers that have the speed that can take the top off of a defense, but we don't have that, unfortunately. And I do believe the playbook opens up with the healthy Baker Mayfield. We saw it in the first game and a half. The playbook was open against Kansas City. The playbook was very much open against Houston. The playbook was a little open against Chicago, Minnesota. The playbook was open. So we're not going to – we're going to – let's move on. And finally, we want more Chubb, but where does Chubb, where does where does that leave Hunt? We were clamoring – whom we were clamoring to be used before his injury. Does more Chubb mean less Hunt? I would love to see more Chubb. <laughs> pause. <laughs> Got to pause myself on that one. But – um. I think when you uh, – this is tricky. When you have two good backs like you have them, when you have a guy as versatile as a Kareem Hunt is, you do want to get him on the field. You do want to have some type of a, a package for him. You want that. That's something that you want. You want to have a, a back as versatile as him. But when you have a back like Nick Chubb, who is as, as explosive as he is, that can break one for 65 or 70 or 80 whenever he wants, you want that on the field. It's a good problem for the Browns to have. But I believe eventually we are going to see more Nick Chubb and we'll probably see less Kareem Hunt. And at that point, you may have to cut ties with Kareem Hunt because he's going to want to play unless he loves it here that much. And he's like, hey, I'm not putting my body on the line as much. Like, hey, I can play a little bit longer because I'm in this system where I just have this package of plays. But then again, this is the NFL where a guy can play himself and price himself out of a team's price range. That happens. But it's a good problem to have. I'm just not expecting Chubb Hunt and Dearness to be here and Diedrich Felton to be here next year. Honestly. But again, man, overall, this was a very disappointing season. Baker Mayfield was disappointing, and I'm chalking that up to the bad shoulder. Let him get the surgery. Let's run it back. Let's give him weapons outside. And even that would open up the tight ends. Pause. <laughs> that would make that would make a guy like Najoku, who I think they should bring back. And you should cut baby with Austin Hooper. I like you, Austin Hooper, but Najoku's better, and Harrison Bryant is gonna outlast everybody here. But you almost have to run it back with Baker Mayfield. Oh, there's one more question. What do you do about Baker Mayfield, Don? Is there a realistic 
alternative to Baker Mayfield? The answer is no. At one time, I would I was saying, probably about six weeks ago to a month ago, Derek Carr was a possible option. He made the playoffs. He ain't going nowhere. They're not going to let him go. And they can have Marcus Mariota, too, because I'm cool on him. Aaron Rodgers, pipe dream. Russell Wilson, not coming. Deshaun Watson, not coming. What would be the point in bringing in Deshaun Watson next season? Especially when he hasn't dealt with his – he has his legal issues. So what's, what's the use? What's the point? You're in danger of trading for a guy who may miss half the season. This isn't a Josh Gordon thing where, all right, he's just a wide receiver and we can, we can, we can, we can, we can be without him and bring him in. This is the most important position on the field. So Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson has never been an option for me. Because if I'm bringing him in, that's still a half a season that you're losing. So you have to run it back where Baker Mayfield. And that's the truth. That may not be what you guys want to hear, but that's the most realistic option is to run it back with Baker Mayfield. Is Case Keenum your backup? I don't know. Probably. But if you're going to bring in a backup, who are you bringing in? And this is where, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even, I'm not even going to. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go here real quick. Because I hear a lot of Cleveland Browns fans saying, get Baker Mayfield out of here, get Baker Mayfield out of here. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. Y'all do realize a lot of guys would have been shut it down. Do, I don't think y'all realize how tough he is. If this was a guy that that people actually liked and the consensus was that the fan base liked him, Y'all would have been, y'all would have loved him. Oh, Baker, we love you, man. You're out there gutting it out and trying to get this one done for the team. But since you guys don't like him, this is how y'all act. And this is how y'all treat him. I'm going to post a picture up of the harness that he has to wear. And I'm going to leave it at that. But, again, y'all say all of this stuff about him and how he's this and how he's that. But I don't hear anybody giving any, any alternatives, any realistic ones. Everybody talking about, let's get Aaron Rodgers. Let's get Matt Ryan. Let's get this guy. Let's get that guy. I need y'all to be more realistic. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. I don't think. I'm staying off of that ledge. It's not happening. Russell Wilson sounds nice. I wouldn't be mad at that. Derek Carr was my guy. I wanted them. I wanted them to draft Derek Carr, but with him and making this playoff run with the Raiders, I think they re-sign him and I think they run it back with him. And then you look at a guy like Nick Foles. Absolutely not. Um, you look at a guy like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been around the league, and I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I actually wouldn't be mad at that. And I am absolutely not. I'm saying no to Kirk Cousins. 
Again, everybody's talking about Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. No. These are just names that I'm throwing out here. I'm not sure. Like I said, man, I'm just a dude who podcasts from his basement. I look up things, and I watch things, and I pay attention to things. And I say, hey, what I do, I do a lot of what-ifs. And that's just what I do, personally. But Jesus, man, ugh, very disappointing season. We got the 13th pick. We got, I think, 30-something million in cap room, which that number would go up because I think by them, I think they're going to let Austin Hooper go. Unless Jarvis take a pay cut, I think Jarvis is out of here. That's in my opinion. Um, you got to bring guys back. Ronnie Harrison is a guy that you may want to bring back. Anthony Walker, I think they should bring back. I like Anthony Walker. I am an Anthony Walker fan. Huge Anthony Walker fan. He bought out. But you definitely have to fix your linebacker room. Uh, your wide receiver room needs an upgrade. I think we could use a defensive tackle or two. The defensive line is going to be addressed, too. I, there are a few of those. But overall, man, again, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in the Browns. Just highly, highly disappointed. <sighs> I don't even know what else to say. So I'm going to just end this thing. You know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hell. Thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for watching on Facebook Live. Let me run that back. Let me get this together. Get it together, Don. Here we go. I want to thank y'all for y'all continued support of me and this platform and this podcast. A little bit of Mary to just set the thing off. That's a Facebook don't uh, come in and cut me. So I'm going to get out of here, man. I'll catch you guys Friday. I'm going to preview the wild card round, the super wild card weekend. And I think I'm also going to talk about these, these Kumo D report cards and some other things. Y'all know what it is, man. Always protect your peace, protect your energy. The message is more important than the messenger. The creators, be great. Stay positive. Because negative energy is trash. Holler, 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 holler,